0: When you're too cheap to go to the library, the Look Inside This Book Club.
1: I'm Becky Selengut.
0: And I'm Matthew Amster Burton.
1: Okay, this week our book is No Greater Love by Danielle Steele. It turns out it's not our first Danielle Steele. But uh, it is
0: not, but it is our first time doing this book, so that's good. True.
1: Uh, still, shout out to my wife April for the suggestion. Oh, no, I, I just I forgot. think it was a great suggestion. I just forgot we had done it before.
0: Well, also, it was episode 19.
1: Oh, my God, it's so long ago.
0: Um, the book was Undercover. Yeah, go back and listen. It might be funny. I don't know. I don't um, remember it, so... It was December 2015.
1: God, we've been doing this a long time.
0: I know. It I was, have, a, it I was have, a different world.
1: I have aged in more ways than one since we first started doing this.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean these
1: books have, have aged me.
0: Well, I mean, they've completely ruined my Amazon suggestions. And they've
1: ruined romance. They've
0: ruined romance. Yeah, no, I... I Used to be pro romance, and now um, I never want to get get anywhere near, near, near those kiss juices. Wow, um, you got developed a lot of
1: spit trying to get that out. It's <laughs> well, called kiss juices.
0: Um,
1: uh, we had one of our listeners say that they wished we would go back to. Doing all different kinds of books on this mm. show. And uh, Matthew and it's I It's so
0: hard to find anything else that that works for us. I think I,
1: I, this is perfect for us. And you know, sorry that guy.
0: Yeah, I mean occasionally. Listen to a different podcast. Occasionally I want to do like a sci-fi, but I feel like we we've come to understand romance so well at this point, <laughs> or at least the first eight pages of romance that you know I, I just'm I'm, I'm into this this fallen into this well of romantic um, juices again and,
1: you didn't know how to end <laughs> end that sentence
0: when you started and it and I just don't want to get out and well, I, also I can't we help, really I'm in this well
1: I think we we have defined our niche yeah and it is
0: full of juices it's yeah it could it's overflowing
1: mm, Let's stop that okay uh no greater love. A novel. I have to say, I really hate when they do that. Yeah, because I mean, it's think, obvious it's a novel. But I mean, no putting greater love—a biography.
0: I, I think putting it on the cover of a book, it might not always be clear. I mean, I know Danielle
1: you, Steele, "No Greater Love," a scientific exploration of reproduction. I
0: Agree. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think that's probably going to be in there also. <laughs> okay. When, now, when, when mommy and daddy have no greater love. No greater love.
1: A divorce novel. (laughs) Chapter one. 10 April 1912.
0: Oh, that's when we did our last Danielle Steele book.
1: (laughs) The only sound in the dining room was the ticking of the large ornate clock on the mantelpiece and the occasional muffled rustling of a heavy linen napkin. Whoa. You can tell it's 1912 because they don't make heavy linen napkins anymore.
0: I just get, like, whatever paper napkins are on sale. I mean, they float Safeway. in the air. They're yeah. so
1: cheap. There were 11 people in the enormous dining room, and it was so cold that Edwina could barely move her fingers.
0: Edwina. <laughs> she,
1: <laughs> she glanced down at them and caught the gleam of her engagement ring in the morning sunlight.
0: Yeah, like, oh, look, I just know, I just remembered I have this engagement ring. <laughs>
1: And the and the, the sun just shone perfectly, highlighting.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, the sun the sun has a lot of interest in exposition.
1: Mm-hmm. And then smiled. Wait, who smiled? The engagement I think, ring. I think.
0: Yeah, I think the ring smiled. Okay,
1: and she as she glanced across the table at her parents. Even with her, even with his eyes cast down at his plate, she could see the mischief at the corner of her father's
0: mouth. Oh man! <laughs> even just, then, in just 1912, like, last week, like, yeah, you would think that was before like people started getting the, these mouth infections.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is the beginning yeah. of the mouth infections.
0: And yeah, she, no, the the, the uh, lip, the lip twitched. The the uh, what is, what settled on his lip this time? Mischief, the lip mischief epidemic <laughs> lip of 1912.
1: Lip mischief is the cause of, of, of <laughs> a lot of things. Overpopulation.
0: <laughs> I mean, if, if people would stick to lip mischief, <laughs> you know that there wouldn't be. It wouldn't. It wouldn't lead to overpopulation if, we, if people would just do the limber mind. Never. Mind. <laughs> Let me explain this <laughs> no, further. No,
1: it's good. And she was sure that beneath the table he was holding. What I'm
0: saying is, you can't get pregnant from lip mischief. That's what I was going for. Was it worth it? No.
1: Back to the book. And she was sure that beneath the table, he was holding her mother's (laughs) hand. (laughs) Hand. Uh Uh-huh. Left to themselves, they were always teasing and laughing and whispering playfully. And their friends like to say that it was no wonder they had six children.
0: Yep, because of all that mischief.
1: At 41, Kate Winfield still looked like a girl. She had a lithe figure and slim waist, and walking behind them at a distance, it was often difficult to discern Kate from her oldest child, Edwina.
0: No one says lithe anymore, do they? Nope. What if, what if, uh, what if like, uh, you know, I heard like, you know, Hey, like, um, I've been dating someone like, you know, and you're like, Oh, uh, you know, what's she like? Oh, uh, you know, she's, she's really lithe. First of all, you my would...
1: first, my first question, if you said you were dating someone would be like, does Lori know your wife?
0: Oh yeah. She's cool but, with it.
1: Yeah. Second question would be why are you using a 1912 word? Mm-hmm. And it was often difficult to discern Kate from her oldest child, Edwina, who was also tall and had shining dark hair and big blue eyes. They were very close as the entire family was. Yeah, they're
0: all gathered around this this table, except are they really very close if the only sound you could hear was muffled napkin rustling? Or I guess something's going on.
1: Mm. It was a family in which people laughed and talked and cried and hugged and joked, and great mischief was conducted daily. And that brings us to our game.
0: Wait a minute. Uh-huh. So, but just a minute ago, clearly. I, yeah. When, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Mischief?
1: Yep. Okay, so our game is, uh, that is a really... Uh, What's this book called? Fuck
0: Family? <laughs>
1: uh, a really uh, Pollyannish, is that correct use of that? Pollyannish description of a family?
0: Oh, I thought I think, believe the word you're going for is polyamorous. Polyamorous. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, like, set me up for that.
1: Uh-huh. Okay, so let's give a more realistic description of a modern-day modern, modern day family. Um, okay, can but, you read you know, the,
0: the description of, of this family one more time?
1: It was a family in which people laughed and talked and cried and hugged and joked and great mischief was conducted daily. Mm-hmm. So here's my example sentence. It was a family in which people cried and gnashed their teeth and ripped their clothes dramatically, sulked, and great piles of therapy was required for all. I
0: mean, I think that's and all kind of a good the night. yes, that's that's kind of the uh, the undertone of what she said. I feel like because, like. You know, the person doing the practical jokes, committing the mischief is always like, hey, you know, we're just having fun here. We're just a fun family. And meanwhile, you know, like little sister is like crying and getting her foot set on fire and stuff. <laughs> foot foot set on fire? Well, like this was the thing when I was, I think it was in an O. Henry story thing? or something like, like a hot foot. Are you familiar with this? No. I mean, I've it's heard like, of it, but like I don't know. What... I think you like light a match and like sneak it between someone's toes and then when it burns down, like it burns their toes and, and it hurts a lot and they get a blister um, it was Ooh. like before people invented entertainment Oh,
1: no, I don't I know if this was a thing that,
0: that people ever really did outside of O. Henry stories is this why we
1: had the great fire of 1912 uh, yeah exactly <laughs> started with a no, hot that, foot
0: <laughs> uh, no that actually started with uh, some rough uh, chapped lips were rubbing together <laughs> at a high speed and, and just ignited lip mistress. just on
1: their own <laughs> yes alright uh, so your turn
0: Oh, it was a family in which they groomed each other, engaged in hetero and homosexual genital-genital rubbing, and <laughs> bolstered the group dynamic by sometimes hunting for monkeys.
1: A little ape family there? Yeah, bonobos. And, uh,
0: bonobos. They also ordered their, their clothes from bonobos.com. It was a family, which is supposed to be... <laughs> it's a men's clothing website. called bonobos? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. It was a family in which people kept to themselves, quietly going about their business, and great bouts of silence and general avoidance were conducted daily.
0: Oh. Mm. It was a family in which people befriended undercover FBI agents, ate sandwiches, stole DVD players, raced cars, crashed cars, painstakingly restored said cars, and great piles of car parts were required for all.
1: This is from your favorite set of movies.
0: Yes, that's that is my synopsis of the first Fast and Furious yeah.
1: movie. It's been a while since you got a Fast and Furious reference in here. I was so, so excited. Well done. It was a family in which people baited and switched, promised and never delivered, drank, ran, <laughs> cheated and lied, <laughs> and the children drowned their sorrows by comparing themselves to everyone in Shameless.
0: Nice. My favorite part of that was ran, as if people are just like running around, <laughs> screaming, doing all these things. I like that image. It was a family in which people spoke in tongues, handled snakes, had sex through a hole in the sheet, and basically Mm -hmm. kept a scorecard to make sure they did all the weird shit in the Bible.
1: Whoa. That was heavy. I actually need to take a quick break because- You need to handle a snake? I need to handle a snake and eat a couple nuts. Okay. Where was I?
0: I think we were sitting around a table rustling napkins. (laughs)
1: It was difficult now for Edwina to keep a straight face as she watched her brother George make clouds of vapor with his breath in the Arctic dining room, which their uncle. oh
0: he's vaping. It's like pre pre vaping vaping,
1: <laughs> which their uncle Rupert Lord Hickam. I don't,
0: I don't Hickham, like Hickam Hickam I like I think it's Hickam, but like I don't want a Lord
1: <laughs> Lord Hickam liked to keep slightly colder than the North Pole. The Winfield children were used to none of this. They were used to the comforts of their American life in the warmer climes of California. It didn't oh. say climes, but I love when people say oh, climes. What did, what did it actually say? Climate. Oh. They had come all the way from San Francisco a month before to stay with their aunt and uncle and announce Edwina's engagement. Their ties to England seem to be repeating themselves.
0: What? What does that mean? They, their ties to, to England, England seem oh, to be...
1: because maybe Edwina is going to marry a Brit. Oh, okay. And then someone previously married a Brit... And so they and keep why coming a lord. back to England. Their ties to blah, blah, blah. Kate's sister Elizabeth had married Lord Rupert twenty-four years before, and she had come to England to be the second Viscountess.
0: Viscountess? Is that how you say it?
1: Mm-hmm. I want to say Viscountess. Okay,
0: yeah, it's like she's very viscous. Uh
1: huh. Viscountess. What does that mean? I don't. I don't know that word.
0: A vi- Well, a viscount is some level of royalty. I, I think it's less than a count.
1: Hmm. And why do they have a silent S in there?
0: France. Ah, I blame France. Because France. Because France.
1: And the mistress of Havermore mana.
0: <laughs> I was listening to our favorite podcast, uh, my dad wrote a porno and mm-hmm. um, they were they were talking about like this was an old episode probably, but they were saying like uh, you know there's a duchess and a an account and uh, and I was like wow because they're English, they're gonna know like which is better, a duchess or a count and then immediately you're like, Okay, now which ranks higher, a duchess oh, they or, or a count? <laughs>
1: At 21, she had met the much older Lord Hickam when he had come to California with friends, and she'd been swept off her feet. More than two decades later, her nieces and nephews found it difficult to understand the attraction. Lord Hickam was... I mean, it's got
0: Lord in his name. Is this really hard to understand?
1: (laughs) Lord Hickam was distant and gruff, inhospitable in the extreme. He never seemed to laugh, and it was obvious to all of them that he found it extremely unpleasant having
0: children in his house. But he's really good at napkin rustling. Where
1: did we go? What happened to the
0: family that laughed? I don't know. That didn't make any sense. It came out of nowhere.
1: Okay. It wasn't that he disliked them, Aunt Liz always explained. It's really weird to have Aunt Liz with
0: Lord Hickam. It really is, yes. Was, were people called Liz in the teens? I doubt it.
1: It was just that he wasn't used to them, never having had any of his own. Lord Hickam is totally gay. <laughs> sure. This by way of explanation for his being most unamused when George put several small tadpoles in his ale after Uncle Rupert went duck hunting with their father. I need that, a family tree right now.
0: Yeah, I, I, I would need to care If first. I cared. Right.
1: In truth, Rupert had long since stopped wanting children of his own. Well, because he's probably old, long since he had felt he needed. I do not know who Rupert is, Lord Rupert.
0: But that's not the same as Lord Hickam.
1: Lord Rupert Hickam. Okay.
0: Yeah, Rupert is Lord Hickam. <laughs> okay, great.
1: We don't care. Why do you keep asking but, questions? But he
0: stopped wanting. He just said a minute ago that he didn't like children, <laughs> and now he stopped wanting them. <laughs> um. Okay, tadpoles.
1: Moving on. Mm-hmm. Um. Long since he had felt he needed an heir for Havermore Manor and his other large estates, but eventually it was obvious that that was not part of the grand plan. Big G, big P.
0: I can't help but notice that you don't have an heir. (sighs) What are you going to do about this?
1: Well, I have an heir. Like an air like of a MacBook c- air? confidence. Yeah,
0: that's true. You have an air of confidence. And I have, you have a MacBook, MacBook air. air. All right, you're all set. Never mind. I-,
1: I have hair liner, a throwback to three episodes ago. <laughs> I think that's hi- oh, high, high, line. liner. high liner. sorry. I thought hair, it was hair liner. Hair liner
0: is something totally different. A different <laughs> cosmetic that doesn't exist.
1: <laughs> His first wife had suffered, suffered several miscarriages before dying in childbed. Oh, I've not heard that before.
0: I haven't either, but it sounds like a thing you would say in 1912. It
1: makes me feel like they she was about to have a baby and they put her in a tiny little child's bed.
0: Yes, it does. And of course she died. <laughs>
1: because that would be uncomfortable. Her legs were dangling off the end uh. of that bed. Her head was lopping off to the side. And,
0: the, and, and the, the midwife is like, doctor, isn't there a better way to do this? And the doctor's like, nope. Nope. This is the best technology S- we have. Stay in the trundle bed. <laughs> <laughs> Nurse, keep pushing the trundle bed harder. <laughs> we need to slide it under under the bed.
1: No wonder she died. She got her neck uh, cr- broken in the trundle. <laughs> trundle bed? I haven't said that. Yeah, since there were a long time just ago.
0: so many tragic trundlings back then. Do
1: they still have trundle beds?
0: I think so. It's
1: the bed that like, pushes in, yeah? And pulls out? Yeah, That's a trundle bed? Pushes in and
0: pulls out. <laughs>
1: right? Yeah, like it's the bunk rolls. Beds.
0: But but it like rolls underneath something another bed, and then you can like pull it out and put it next to Oh, and then there's two beds.
1: Is it one bed half an inch higher than the other bed? Kind
0: of, yeah. Oh, you
1: know, that's not a bad idea. We should do couches that way,
0: like different levels.
1: Yeah, one person can sleep on the couch, and then there's a pull out bed underneath a different layer. Oh, I see. Or then you could have riser TV watching.
0: Yes. Why? Like Paul Reiser? Like Mad About You? <laughs> you
1: could have multiple seats for multiple people if your couch is too small.
0: Uh, and then your legs uh, sort uh, of
1: awkwardly uh, dangle uh, over their yeah, shoulders.
0: Exactly. <laughs> like here, just nestle right up into my crotch and, and we we'll watch Mad About You.
1: This was the beginning and ending of my furniture business. Furniture, <laughs> furniture design business. <laughs> <laughs> and he always blamed Liz for not bearing him any children either. Didn't Liz, who died, or different, this is oh, this, this is, is the guy different. who
0: didn't want children.
1: Right, we're still talking about the guy okay. who didn't want children.
0: But, so these are the children that he got mad that he couldn't have, that he didn't, he didn't want. want. Okay.
1: You'd always blame Liz for not bearing him any children either. Not that he would have wanted as many as Kate and oh, Bertram okay. had. Who's, okay, who's Don't Bertrand? know.
0: Don't care. And he would
1: most assuredly have wanted his to be better behaved than theirs were. It was absolutely shocking, he assured his wife, what they let their children get away with. But yeah,
0: Ameri- no, it's true. My hypothetical children would never <laughs> do tadpole pranks.
1: But Americans were known for that. Oh. Is Danielle Steele, she's American.
0: Yeah, Self-hater. But clearly she has ambitions. Hmm.
1: No, no sense of dignity or control, those Americans. No education, no discipline whatsoever. Wow.
0: Yeah, that's That's true. true.
1: (laughs) He was, however, enormously relieved that Edwina was marrying young Charles Fitzgerald. Perhaps there was some hope for her after all, he said grudgingly when Liz told him. Lord Hickam was in his 70th year, and he sounds like a curmudgeon of a Mm -hmm. crank.
0: I feel like we've heard 50 names so far. We have.
1: And he had been less than pleased when Kate wrote to her sister and asked if they could all come and stay. They were going to London to meet the Fitzgeralds and announce the engagement, but Rupert was aghast at the idea of all of them coming to Havermore after that. What, with their entire brood? He had looked horrified when Liz gently asked him the question
0: over breakfast. So here's a question. In, sounds like a happy family to me. It sounds like a very happy family with just like kids and tadpoles <laughs> running and wriggling everywhere. So uh, my wife, Lori, has family in England, and at least some of them actually live in houses that have names.
1: Oh wow. Isn't
0: that cool? Like not not like rolling the like stage, hovel just like yard. a regular Yeah, hovel yard.
1: <laughs> Trundle Manor. <laughs>
0: yes. Just like regular houses, but you, you put the name of the house like on the postcard when you send them a postcard. There's no reason we couldn't name our houses, right? Mm. So mine would be Who's uh, stopping us, right? Uh
1: overpriced Howell condo. hmm Yours would be uh um, We want rent control. Yeah. My, Republican? Be
0: like, uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, my house is on Republican Street. It, we're, I want to specify, we're not Republicans.
1: <laughs> um, Republican House. <laughs> yeah, yeah. ours will just be called Republican, Republican house. house. Okay, there we go. It was almost Christmas then, and they wanted to come in March. That's personal. And Liz had hoped that with enough time to reassure him, <laughs> I mean, so do I, uh, Rupert might actually let them do it. Rupert has control over that?
0: Yeah. Liz no, Long. He's, yeah, he, he's like, uh, you know, if they want to come, they have to ask Rupert for permission.
1: Liz longed to have her sister he also come. has a playroom. That's
0: awkward. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Ew. Yeah. And have the children, oh, I see that you didn't want to go with the incest humor. You just shut that down right away.
0: I, I mean, I acknowledged it.
1: Uh, yeah, In an uncomfortable way. Well, I, mean, I don't way. think she wants
0: to, like, make her sister come. She just wants her to sister have to have, her have, her have, like, a have fulfilling experience. experience. Yeah.
1: Liz longed to have her sister come and have the children brighten her tre- dreary days. Oh, no. No, don't. No, now <laughs> we're uncomfortable. I don't like where this is going yeah. at all. She had come to hate Havermore in 24 years of living there with Rupert, and she missed her sister and the happy girlhood they had shared in California.
0: Very happy, it sounds like.
1: Rupert was a difficult man to live with, and theirs had never become the marriage she had dreamed of. Well, because he's a complete crank
0: pants. He's a total crank pants.
1: Early on, she had been impressed with his. That's why he can't have kids.
0: She had (laughs) been impressed with his what?
1: Early on, she'd been impressed with his dignified airs. Oh, yeah. His title. His balls.
0: His.
1: his, Not anymore. No, now they're. (laughs) Swing low, sweet chariot. (laughs) Uh, His title, his acute politeness with her. Acute politeness sounds like something you need to go to the doctor about. It does, yeah. And his story is about this, quote-unquote, civilized life that they all led in England.
0: Yeah, with tea.
1: They were 25 years apart in age, and when she had arrived at Havermore, she'd been shocked to find the manor dismally depressing and in shocking disrepair.
0: She couldn't tell from the name Havermore?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh Rupert had kept a house in London in those days as well, but within a very short time, Liz had discovered that he'd never used it. And after four years of never setting foot in it, he had sold it to a good friend. Children might have helped, she felt, and she was anxious to start a family and hear young, happy voices echoing in the somber halls. I
0: think you know what I'm... Wait, who?
1: Liz had wanted (laughs) to hear happy voices. But year after year... But he did not. No. But year after year, it became more obvious that this was not to be her fate, and she lived only to see Kate's children on her rare visits back to San Francisco. And eventually, even those small pleasures were denied her, as Rupert became too ill to travel much of the time and finally announced he was just too old.
0: Okay, this now I remember what happened last time we read a Danielle Steele. And this is the same thing that happens whenever we read a Nicholas Sparks. Like, why? Why like, are we so deep into the details? This, this is like exactly what, you know, what writers are told not to do. And yet Danielle Steele has sold... All the books. and but Just what? To, to get too deep into backstory? Yeah, to just like open with just slathering on boring detail on top of boring detail. Like, you know, we need to bring you up to date on the last 177 years of this family rather than just like drop you into some action that's happening. Right. Um Who would, who has the patience for this? Well, here's some action. Okay. Rheumatism. Gout. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, something's, ha-
1: something's moving there. <laughs> The immune system, uh, yeah, sure. Lung juices, oh, isn't it rheumatic yeah. lung, lung related? Rheumatism, gout, and just plain old age discouraged him from roaming the world anymore, and he needed his wife to wait on him night and day. Liz was trapped at that Havermore sucks. with him. More often than she liked to admit, she found herself dreaming of going back to San Francisco. It sounds
0: like she needs to take a lover,
1: but she hadn't been able to go there in years. Sounds like she needs to walk out with the clothes on her back and never go back. Mm-hmm. All of which made Kate and her. But it's hard
0: to turn your back on the the royal. It's hard to turn your back on on rheumatism. On
1: gout, man. (laughs) All of which made Kate and the children's visit all the more important to her. And she was all the more grateful when Rupert finally said that they could stay with them as long as they didn't stay forever. Now, that's pretty generous for the crankpot. Mm -hmm. This proved to be even more wonderful than Liz had expected. It had been several years since they'd last come, but that's for Um, sure. And she was overjoyed. And her long walks in the garden with her sister were all that she had longed for in her year away. Once upon a time, the two had been almost like twins, and now Liz was amazed to see Kate still looking so youthful and so pretty.
0: Oh, so now they're the happy family because the sister and the kids are, are hanging out. True. Also, it really seems like there's a romance between- The sisters. The, the two sisters, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And she was obviously still very much in love with
0: Bert. Bert. Bert? Bertram. Ah. I think there was a Bertram no, okay. Back way back when. Okay.
1: It made Liz regret again that she had ever married Rupert. Over the years she'd been ever she had often we wondered Rupert
0: and Bertram sound the same, right?
1: Mhm. She'd often wondered what life might have been like had she never become Lady Hickam and instead married someone in the states. I'm wondering that too. Yeah. I feel bad for Liz, don't you?
0: Lady Hickam. Yeah. Yeah. Lady Hickup. <laughs> yeah, she's got I, she, she's got a case of Lady Hickam.
1: <laughs> she and Kate had been so carefree as young girls, so Just happy at home. Of course of
0: antibiotics we'll cl- clear that right up.
1: So happy at home with their doting parents. They had each been properly presented to society at 18, and for a short time, they had both had a wonderful time going to dinners and balls and parties, and then too quickly, Rupert had appeared. Like, like a disease. <laughs> and Liz had left for like England with him. Like a sorcerer. And somehow, although she had lived in England for more than half of her life now, Liz was never able to feel that she truly belonged here. She'd never been able to alter the course of anything that Rupert had already established at Havermore Manor before she arrived. This is beginning to sound like a, almost like a horror movie. They,
0: yeah, it, it does. Like, Havermore Manor is haunted for sure. It's um, the
1: door opening to Havermore Manor. Exactly.
0: Like, can we, yeah, it, it sounds like the beginning of um, Rocky Horror Pictures show.
1: <laughs> she was almost like a guest here, a guest with no influence, no control, and one who was not even very welcome.
0: Wouldn't it be amazing if it turned out that this was like a thinly veiled novelization of Rocky Horror and that's where this is going? (laughs) I can't wait to get the
1: musical numbers going. Since she had failed to produce an heir, her very presence there seemed without purpose. Her life seemed so totally in contrast to her sister Kate's. How could Kate possibly understand? With her handsome, dark-haired young husband and her six beautiful children, who had come that's like a lot of airs. who had come like gifts from heaven at regular interviews. I don't think that's really how childbirth <laughs>
0: goes. Also, I think you meant intervals, but also regular interviews.
1: Did I say interviews?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so she she's got like a, a sack of heirs, like a half dozen heirs. A
1: sack of heirs. Mm-hmm. That's that's what they're called. An air sack uh the six beautiful children who had come like gifts from heaven at <laughs> they regular all sleep interviews. On individual
0: air mattresses
1: <laughs> for most of the 22 happy years they'd been married there were three sons and three daughters, all full of high spirits and good health, with their parents' beauty and intelligence okay. and lively sense of humor. I want, want someone humor. to
0: die in the next paragraph, <laughs> brutally. Okay, like this is where I'm at at this point. I'm mm-hmm. so bored by all of this, all of this exposition. <laughs> like, I just want like some like brutal, vicious slaughter to take place. Should I make up
1: that paragraph or should I?
0: Or I want like there to be like a uh, like a hot gardener (laughs) and and Liz just like, you know, fucks in behind the greenhouse. Um, Something, something, anything, please. (laughs) I'm begging you. I'm literally begging you.
1: Okay, I just quickly scrolled forward to see if I could find something. I did find this line. There was a small hiccup,
0: which made me laugh because you <laughs> just said, said hiccup. Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm going to keep going and see if I can find anything interesting. How much time do we have?
0: Um, I Like five minutes.
1: Okay, um, let's just p- pull up 20 pages later, chapter two. Okay, great. As they approached the dock at Southampton, the car that Kate and Bertram were in led the convoy of Lord Hickam's automobiles to the place where first class passengers were embarking.
0: Now we're talking.
1: In the second car, George was jumping up and down in his seat. I hope George is like 90. And Edwina finally had to insist that he had to sit down before he drove her and Philip utterly crazy. Look, look at her, Edwina. He was pointing to the ship's four impressive smokestacks.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: And Philip urged her to calm down. Unlike his more exuberant younger brother, okay, I'm going to keep going forward because obviously that was disappointing.
0: <laughs> oh my God, this is amazing.
1: It was always poor little Alexis who was terrified of new events, new people, new places, and she'd been afraid of coming over on the Mauritania.
0: Well, yeah, because of what happened to the Lusitania. Mm-hmm. Or wait, was that the one that rescued the Titanic? Uh-huh. Okay, Kate
1: stroked her silky golden curls with her thinly gloved hand.
0: Ew. Ew, that's creepy creep. Thinly gloved.
1: Okay, I'm going to scroll forward. Would you like to take a walk, Miss Winfield?
0: Oh, I like this better, where just sentences appear out of the air. Each
1: sentence is from a different part. Okay. I suppose so. It's amazing how different he is from Philip. Assisted by six tugs, the mammoth (laughs) ship crept out of the slip.
0: Oh, so I mean, sometimes six tugs is all it takes. (laughs) Was
1: that as close as I thought it
0: was? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, it only took six tugs. I'd
1: say you have a good look at everything, George.
0: Well done. Oh, this is, this is a much better way to read this book. How on time.
1: earth can you tell from here? Can I play with the little girl? Ah!
0: <laughs> How do you
1: know? I'm sure it's all right, Una. <laughs> is she going to New York? I did.
0: This is like, it's like I'm overhearing a bunch of conversations. <laughs> You're in a cafe. Had, yeah, being had by boring people. I'm
1: afraid I'd never do as a femme fatale, my love.
0: Mm. I'd rather
1: have you, Bertram Winfield. I don't need that at all.
0: Oh, wait, back up. What doesn't she need?
1: What a waste when you could have had all of Europe at your feet, like the illustrious Mrs. Candy.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was teasing, but he was also very much in love with her as she was with him. I'd i want to read... have you, Bertram Winfield.
0: I want to read a book about the illustrious Mrs. Mrs. Candy. Candy. She sounds interesting.
1: <laughs> Are you all right? He seemed so intense, which was unusual, unusual for him. She gently touched his face before kissing him again.
0: Did she thumb his lips? Mm.
1: God only knows what that boy's going to do when he grows up. George was perfectly happy to answer. Well, I'm glad you two had such a lovely time.
0: You know, no, actually what this is like is like I'm like tuning the AM radio dial, right? (laughs) Do you think something's wrong? Except that I haven't heard like anything Mm -hmm. racist yet.
1: This ship's unsinkable.
0: Oh, wait, is the ship going to sink? That would be interesting. I mean.
1: In the halls, they encountered other curious passengers. They're on a ship. Okay.
0: Well, I knew they, I mean, they Is were something going... wrong with this ship? Oh, hey, th- there's going to be a shipwreck. Okay. Woo!
1: Captain Smith looked at the officers on the bridge and told them to uncover the lifeboats. Nice. Don't worry about it. Oh, thank God. Second officer, Light Toller was in charge of loading the lifeboats on the port side.
0: All right, who's going to make it? Is okay. there going to be a Sophie's Choice situation?
1: Edwina was standing close to Charles. Don't be foolish, ladies. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll find her. <laughs> she must be hiding. Oh. I can't. She was looking all around and overhead the flares were exploding like cannons. They you... won't let the men on yet.
0: Oh yeah. I'll
1: come in oh. the next one with Alexis. That's what she oh, said. Oh,
0: Right, yes. So so uh Lord Hickey is is gonna, up, is, is sir. gonna die on the, the Flaccitania or whatever it's called. <laughs> um, and, and so so now she's out and she gets to find a new man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Four
1: more, Bert called. Mama, can I wait for you? No, baby, go with Edwina. Oh, Mama, no. This is way more exciting to read like this. Yeah. Maybe someone grabbed her and put her in when she walked away from us.
0: But maybe not.
1: Edwina clutched to her. Everybody was on deck, saying goodbye to loved ones. At 1225, the Carpathia, only 58 miles away, contacted them and promised to come as quickly as she could.
0: Oh, wait, so they're literally on the Titanic.
1: By then, the Olympic, the Titanic sister ship had chimed in too, but she was 500 miles away and too far to help at that moment. They are literally on the Titanic. This is not going to end well, so I've heard mm,
0: I don't know it could be an alternate history.
1: Kate and Bert walked into the gym for a minute. gym
0: um I mean they they stopped to shoot some hoops, okay.
1: right, so people are on lifeboats already, but they're in the gym.
0: does well, the gym I mean, mean something else? but like when you really need to shoot some hoops, you know you know <laughs> what it's like
1: I don't see why we don't wait until they start boarding the men, too. And I can go with you then. I can't help Edwina now, anyway. We'll be in different lifeboats. The thing is,
0: while they're loading the women and children, the men are working on their layup drills. What else are you going to do?
1: But on the bridge, Captain Smith knew the truth. It was well after one o'clock by then, and the engine room was flooded. And if we can't get off, then there's no romance (laughs) novel. Nice. I love you. The word said everything. Oh, no, there's some more. Okay. If you stay, I want to stay, too. You must leave the ship.
0: Wow! Who knew the Titanic was so dramatic? We got your action, Matthew. Yeah, you're right. I, I. It's good page wa- sixty-five. To be fair, it's page six. Uh, that's yeah. I would have given up on this so much. But is the whole book I guess, on this?
1: Is the whole book on here?
0: Maybe. Um, I mean, I think. Are you Are you looking at the Kindle version or the paper version?
1: The paper version.
0: So the, the paper version will like jump around from spot to spot throughout the book. Well,
1: that's exactly the, the model we wanted. Which is exactly
0: what we wanted. Um, I don't know. I guess maybe now I feel like the readers of Danielle Steele are more patient people than I am because I mm-hmm. would have given up like after the third Hickam mm-hmm. and, and and who knew the Titanic was, was lurking in the wings.
1: Edwina it's hard saw... to
0: lurk when you're the world's biggest ship.
1: Okay, three more lines and then we'll be done. Edwina saw Jack Thayer enter the room, then a moment later heard his mother scream.
0: When is Billy Zane going to show up? (laughs) Who's that again? A guy who was in the movie Titanic. He was like the bad guy. Mm. He played the iceberg. Oh,
1: please, God, I hope so. Soon, my love, soon. And then trying not to think of all that they had lost, she picked up her baby brother and held him close, crying softly for the others. Crying softly. Please come. Okay, and we're going to end on that really sad ass note. I hate icebergs. I hate this book. And what are we reading next time, Matthew?
0: Next time we are reading "Shatter Me" by Tahereh Mafi. <laughs> well, that sounds violent. Yeah, I think this is a super duper bestseller. Super duper. Don't know much about it. I mean, in that it's like I think it's like at a level above most of the stuff we've not above Danielle Steele, but uh, mm. like in the in the like thousands of reviews, not the hundreds.
1: You know what I just realized? I saw Danielle Steele and I didn't look at the reviews because I figured Danielle Steele it's got to have a billion
0: reviews. Oh, There's no. only ninety. <sighs> How
1: is that possible?
0: When's this book from?
1: 91. Maybe
0: you're right, I don't know.
1: Okay, Betty Schwenker gave it 1 star?
0: <laughs> okay, let's hear this.
1: This was a gift for someone so I cannot rate it.
0: But Betty, I will rate Betty, it 1 do star. Do you know how the world works? You don't.
1: Boring, boring, what a boring. Schwanker. Boring, boring, boring. Okay, now I know I'm Danielle Steele person. has it in her to write great novels because I've read some great books, but No Greater Love is certainly not one of them. First, let me say this book was written before the Leonardo Kate movie.
0: Oh, good point.
1: The story of the Titanic is a great story, but this story is
0: fiction. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's why it said colon a, a novel. novel.
0: Yes, it's a colon novel.
1: The first part of the book is riveting.
0: No, uh, no. It's not.
1: I could not put it down. Like most people, I could not believe Edwina's mother chose to die, leaving behind five children for her barely grown daughter to raise. Oh. But but once the kids get to safety from the Titanic sinking and back home, that is where the book gets real boring. Again? <laughs> Okay. Wow. Very disappointing. I hated this book's ending so much. I was crushed by it. Ooh, if how I, does it end? Let's if I spoil could it. have ripped off the last several chapters and rewritten them, I would have liked it so much better. It was headed towards so much goodness and it ended so very badly. I threw it in the trash. I literally threw it in the trash. And I've never done that with a book before. Very disappointing. You know that she did not throw it in the trash. Here's my guess. After that, I went back to Dean Koontz, who has yet to disappoint me.
0: Nice. <laughs> i think dean coons writes very different oh books right to hear this. okay
1: one star i wrote a letter to miss Steele to let her know how much i despise this book but she never replied
0: oh, oh you Gino. poor baby Why did you she sweet reply? sweet innocent baby this
1: book was boring it had a lot of boring dry pages
0: uh but also a lot of wet pages because <laughs> of the boat sinking <laughs> Here's what I think happens at the end. Mm-hmm. I think the Titanic like rises from the deep <laughs> with the- uh, Is that a metaphor? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it rises from the deep, bringing back like the damaged souls of all of the people who went down with the ship. And uh, the zombies. They come back as zombies. So that's this book. That's this book. That There's be... no greater love than the love of, of a, a zombie, zombie. <laughs> for- of zombie love there's no greater (laughs) love than zombie love the end okay Uh, you can find us online at lookinsidethisbookclub.com and on Facebook at facebook.com slash lookinsidetbc which this week stands for Look Inside Titanic Boat Company
1: yes
0: (laughs) which which is the company (laughs) that built the Titanic <laughs> as far as I know,
1: you know, I I was going to say I'm sorry for this book, but I'm actually not. I, no, I, I sort of enjoyed it because it was so different.
0: Yeah, and I like it. I like it when I can be mad at a book.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think when we're most angry at books, what, is there's the best. no
0: greater love than me for the way Nicholas Sparks and Danielle Steele mm-hmm. make me feel, mm-hmm. just like an anger hotter than the fires of hell.
1: One star. This was a gift, and I yep. not rate it.
0: See you next time. Bye. Becky just informed me that um, when you uh, are trying to eat some mixed nuts and you drop some on the floor, that's not called busting a nut.
1: Did I inform you of that? (laughs) Yeah, I asked and you said no. Oh.